Hi, everyone. Welcome to Narcissist Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'm going to be discussing why we compare ourselves to other people. Uh, pretty sure we're all guilty of comparing ourselves to other people, and I want to discuss why we do this and ultimately when it becomes toxic and self-destructive. So the problem with comparing yourself to others is uh, there are many problems with it, mostly because it leads to jealousy, it leads to envy, and ultimately leads to distracting from ourselves, hyper-focus on other people, and as a result, we're not really <clears throat> excuse me, able to focus on our specific uh, growth. Part of the reason why we compare ourselves to others is because the ego actually feels more in control when we are compared to other people because we feel like we can identify where other people are holding, let's say life is a, a race or, or a competition, and because we are uh, equal or above them, that makes us feel like we're in control. Ego wants control, and by having this sense of, of, of power over other people, by feeling like you are better than them, it gives you this sense, it gives the ego this sense of control. Next, it's a way of feeling less alone. So somebody who uh, maybe they're not in touch with who they are, they feel abandoned, they feel rejected, and as a result, uh, they may be rejecting or abandoning themselves. Uh, when they are comparing themselves to another person, they can kind of see themselves in the context of another person's life, and that's sort of a way of connecting to that person or connecting to people around them or a group of people. You can kind of see where you stand. Ultimately, it helps you feel less alone and less, less abandoned, less rejected. Next, somebody who doesn't know who they are. They lack self-awareness. They're not aligned mind, body, and spirit. Um, as a result of this, they are going to look, be looking for a self, or looking for an identity. So when you see other people and then you compare yourself to them, again, it's similar to the one before where you feel less alone, you feel uh, less abandoned, but ultimately by having somebody else in relation to your sense of self, that way you can give yourself an identity. This is a very codependent pattern. Uh, and I would say codependents struggle with this because ultimately most of the time, most often they're self-abandoning. And then by comparing themselves to another person, it's a way of feeling like, okay, they're not totally alone. They exist. This other person exists in relation to me. And therefore I have an identity. I have a sense of self. Next is we feel insecure and we want to be good enough. So if you are uh, ego identified, you're constantly comparing yourself to others, you're competing, and that is a way to feel more secure. Okay, if I have more than the other person, or if I have just as much as, as the other person, I am uh, less insecure, I have enough, I have a, a abundance, and ultimately uh, I don't feel shame for not having enough or having less than. Uh, society values success and assets. That's the way I see it. The society we live in today is highly uh, materialistic. It's heavily invested in how much you have, how you look, how, uh, how many houses, how many cars, just how much how much abundance you are able to accumulate, uh, as well as accomplishments, you know, how many degrees you have, how many years of experience you have, and it just becomes like a, a way of, of, of competing, really. And, and so this puts a, a pressure on everyone in this society to have greatness, to, have, to be someone great, and if you don't have that, at least fake it, create a false self so that you can at least appear as if you have that. And so there's that pressure from the outside as well. So narcissistic parents are notorious for comparing their kids to other kids or other families and their families to other other people, it just becomes so damaging. And this was the case for myself growing up. I know how absolutely humiliated it made me feel because ultimately I felt like I was never good enough and I would only be good enough if I was like the neighbor's uh, son, you know, if I was only like their child getting the better grades like them. So uh, very intimately aware of the damaging effects this has on a child. And because narcissistic abusers see their children as an extension of themselves and they're comparing themselves with other people, ultimately they are egocentric, ego-identified, constantly uh, fighting, you know, com competing with other people, fighting to be the best. So their child is just another object that they have, another asset that they can compare with other 
family's other children. And obviously the child feels neglected, humiliated, and they feel like they are not seen, and they feel like the only way they could be seen and feel loved is if they are better than the neighbor's child. And ultimately, uh, that becomes a pattern. It becomes a way of, of being for the child, sadly, throughout their life. So children of narcissistic parents will feel the, viscerally this experience, this parent who's comparing them to other people, they'll feel completely rejected. Uh, it's very subtle, it's very nuanced, so it's hard to pick up on, but they will see that the only way to get their parents' attention is to be the best and to win. And therefore, what ends up happening is this creates this crippling anxiety uh, when other people have more or better. Uh, and they'll feel this stress that they have to go and fight and, 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 and become the best or get whatever the other person has. They become extremely envious, competitive, um, and this becomes, like I mentioned, a relationship pattern. So even if they get what they're looking for, even if they get all the best, now they're anxious because they might lose it. And if they lose it, there's the incredible, impossible abandonment and shame of not having more than other people or having as much as other people. And so even when you do have it, you're still anxious, uh, you're still uncomfortable because you may lose it at any time. You know, as a child in this in this narcissistic home, the child is taught that love is is winning, is having things, is having more, having better, right? Having the best. So you must win at all costs because a child needs love. We all need love, and as a result, this this is almost obsession with being the best and having the most and making sure that other people don't have as much as you or that you have it better than them. Um, this becomes a way of getting love, you know, attention, admiration, appreciation, validation from other people. Uh, in essence, it's constant needing of reinforcement of other people to validate that you are the best, whether it's other people giving you the envious look, giving you attention and making you feel as if, uh, as if you're better, this becomes a way of feeling loved. And obviously that's extremely dysfunctional because that is not love, attention is not love, admiration, all these things are, are very much childhood needs that are needed to build a sense of self. Without it, it creates this lifestyle throughout your life of just um, continuing to fight to get it and never really feeling fulfilled once you do get it. So the way I see it is comparison is the thief of joy and it robs you of happiness and really just being content and peaceful with your authentic self, with who you are as a person. It is an extremely just useless pursuit. It's a massive waste of energy because at the end of the day, you're just not being yourself. You're not owning your own life. You're not living in your own skin. You're not appreciating your own existence. And your own existence is a, is a gift. Your own life is unique and your life mission is yours. So comparing yourself to other people is literally just wasting your time because ultimately everyone has their own experiences. And even if somebody is having a similar experience, they're on a different pathway than you and, and, and perhaps a different life lesson that they need to learn. So to compare yourself to other people is just a, a, a really a fantastic way to distract yourself from yourself. And that's really another reason why people compare themselves because they're trying to avoid their own pain, trying to avoid their own shame so they can heavily focus on other people's opinions, other people's assets and, and, be, and competing with them to take them, their attention away from having to be present and focus on themselves, which would be very painful if they have this, these wounds of childhood and uh, shame, uh, negative emotions, etc. So the only time comparison, or one of the only times comparing yourself to another person could be beneficial is where you are looking to be inspired. You know, if you see somebody who's better than you, and instead of getting envious, you say, okay, well, how can I be better within my own life? That is a great way to, to look up to somebody because if we're looking up to somebody else, to feel jealousy or to feel rage towards them because we don't have what they have, that's just self-destruction. But if you are looking up to somebody to see identify, okay, well, this person is an inspiration and that gives you energy because that helps you feel that this is A, possible, but also this is something that you can do within your life and something you wanna do, then that gives you the energy to pursue it and become just your better self, your higher self. So I wanna finish off with saying like this, is that what other people think of you is literally none of your business. And 
I know codependence, specifically for myself, for a long period of time, it was an obsession with what other people were thinking about me, to the point where I did not even care what I thought about myself. It was all about what other people thought of me because I was desperately in need of that attention, that validation from outside sources. What I'm learning and what I've continued to learn on my healing journey is that what other people think of you is through the filter of their life experiences and their perception. So therefore, it has very little to do with what you're actually experiencing. They cannot know your life and your experiences to have an, uh, an idea of what your experiences are. So therefore, trying to get their attention, their validation is, is just simply futile because even if they do validate you, they don't know who you are. They can't know who you are because you are you and they are not you. So the point is, is that we want to be mindful of how we outsource our opinion of ourselves for other people and how we say, okay, well, I want them to love me, but I don't love myself. The goal is to accept, validate, approve, love yourself. And when that happens, when you're focused on that and you take your attention, your focus away from other people and what they think of you, then you're just less invested. And ultimately you'll realize it just doesn't matter because other people are most usually heavily focused on themselves and what they need. And that's okay. You know, we all have to kind of take care of ourselves and be you know, healthy, selfish. We have to meet our own needs and therefore it is so vital to identify if we had this pattern, this relationship pattern that stems back to childhood where we are self-neglecting and desperately trying to get people's approval and comparing ourselves to other people because we feel like if we are good enough for them, if we are better than them, then we have value, we are validated, we're accepted, we're lovable. True love does not come from validation and being better than other people. That's usually the ego's way of creating an identity and feeling connected. True love and, and, and happiness comes from being present within your own life and accepting and appreciating what you have, having gratitude for the life that you have and just appreciating the good because that way you're not constantly running after that carrot on the stick to have enough, to be enough, to get enough. So if you are finding yourself getting pulled into the vortex of, of relationships, of society that is constantly pushing and pulling you to to just compare yourself to others and be enough, you know, keeping up with the, the Joneses or the modern day, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians, just trying to constantly get something from the outside world, Please allow me to help you heal so that you can identify that most of the things you're trying to get from the outside world are things you can give yourself. And it is a way less futile pursuit. It's sustainable and actually leads to inner peace and happiness. So I offer a free 15-minute consultation. Definitely reach out and take advantage of that. My email is info at getsepstein.com. You could reach me by phone at 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so very much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.